Welcome to the third episode of the Spinner is Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen. Tonight's episode, episode three, is entitled How to Start and Run a League for Fun, No Profit. With us tonight are uh, two people from the Capital Corridor Pinball League in the Sacramento Valley area of Northern California. Uh, welcome, Adam Pressler and Michael Hosier. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, thanks. You pronounced my name correctly. Very <laughs> I, good. I practiced that because I didn't want to screw it up because people always get my name so badly wrong. Um, you guys want to jump right into it after uh, our, our, our show going just post-season uh, finale of uh, Season 7 of the uh, Lodi uh, area? That was fun. Um, how do you start? How do you how do you guys start a league? I mean, somebody you know they play pinball, they like playing pinball. There's no league in their area. How do you guys? I mean, how do you get started? How what, what are the steps to do this? Well, I can give you some background on Capital Corridor. Yeah, that'd be good. You want to do that? Yeah, um, let's do that. It was started in 2011. And it was started in the Vacaville Fairfield area by uh, Damien uh, Charlotte. I believe it has, how you say that name. Um, and Brad Grant. And basically, they were looking for a way to expand pinball in the area. Um, so the goal was really to get people of all skill levels and kind of expand pinball because there wasn't really a lot happening in the Sacramento area for pinball. Um, so that was just their main goal, to have fun. And it wasn't a super serious um, competitive league. Um, it was really just bring people in. So with that said, it's evolved over time. Um, right now we have a league in Folsom, and we also have the league at in, in Lodi. Yeah, in Lodi, which is Adam, who's on the podcast. He runs that league. And that's we just finished the Lodi season seven playoffs right now. How many seasons uh, uh, is uh, Folsom up to now? I think thirteen. Right, you guys just finished season twelve, right? I think. Check. Okay. I think we're on. I think we just finished season thirteen. So. Okay, so you'll be starting season, season fourteen next yep. week. So on April fourth, on Tuesday, we start our fourteenth season. Cool, cool. And uh, Lodi, this was. Season seven. seven. So, so if somebody wanted to start a league, how would they go about it? So, starting a league is actually kind of easy um, in terms of being an IFPA sanctioned league. And that's the International Flipper Pinball Association? Yeah, I think it's IFPAPinball.com. Okay, yeah. So, if the listeners want to check that out, I just you can just type in your search engine, uh, IFPA Pinball, and that'll come up, or IF. It's ifpa.com? ifpapinball.com. ifpapinball.com. Thank you, Michael. So you can check that out, and that can help give you um, a starting point and direction of how to start your own league. Yeah, so we are an IFPA-sanctioned league, and basically what that means is we register our seasons with the IFPA. We follow certain rules that they dictate for being an IFPA-sanctioned league. Um, the, the format that we have is kind of up to us. It's the format itself is not really dictated by the IFPA, um, but certain aspects of how we run our season and our playoffs kind of fall in line with what the IFPA wants. But that said, anybody who wants to start a league can really come up with any sort of format they want. And really, they just need to go to the IFPA, read through the resources that they provide, 
and you submit a league to the IFPA. And when you do that, it's basically telling the IFPA, hey, I have a league as opposed to just a tournament. And a league can take different forms. Um, for example, our league is uh, six weeks um, a season. And then we have a playoffs at the end of that. But some leagues are monthly, um, where they're submitting results every month. Uh, just kind of, there's a lot of formats. Right. So we're right now we're playing every other week in both in both Lodi and uh, Folsom. We play every other week, and and so it's six six get-togethers basically, or twelve weeks, yep. and then we have a playoffs. Yeah. So it's basically one a quarter, and then we try to have a little break. And at the end of December for the holidays, so we start up in January. So when did you first become involved? Because you're at the end of season seven, which ended today. Yeah, um, I think I joined Folsom League uh, the third season, and it was just I uh, I was just getting back into the hobby, and. Uh, my buddy Sparky, Mark Baumler, he uh, invited me to go to this league. And I thought, ah, what, what's a pinball league? And so we joked around that it was the pinball Illuminati. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. Of which now you're a member. Yeah, of which now I'm a member and a host. Uh, yeah, that's how I got involved in it. And I just, I've been going ever since. So when you actually started opening up your home to people, how many, like for both of you guys, how many games did you have each at the time? I had 12. Okay. So you had more than enough because on a standard, on a standard night that we come and play league, each person plays one game on four different pre-selected games. Yeah. And you have teams of three or teams of four playing together. So. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how I did it was I took the the four machines uh and then i said for more than half of the season i want different machines for people to play and so uh that would have been what four eight nine ten eleven twelve so twelve games and then have variations of the games that i had uh on the premises right to have for the other three weeks of week so that everybody could play different games. Right. It wasn't the same four games every week. So it helps you have a larger collection or a location to play at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's another good point. Like All of our hosts so far have just been private homes. Right. And uh, it really lends itself well to you know, the welcoming atmosphere. You, know, you don't have to go to a location yeah. and you don't have to drop coins. Right. We have great hosts. We're lucky to have people like Adam who have a nice range of machines. You know, we try, one of our charters is, um, to cover all eras. So we try to have, you know, EMs, early solid states, late solid states, EFGs. I think both Adam and myself represent that pretty well. And, and so do the other two people, both Chris Bannister, who was a guest on the last show, and Eric Neff. Um, they open up their homes in Lodi. Uh, once or twice each season, and they live across the street from each other. And between the two of them, they both have pretty impressive collections that also cover 
all areas of pinball from EM up to the most modern, you know, full video uh, displays. So, you know, so, so we have a wide range and, and a little something for everyone. So is this, uh, this league isn't just open to just guys or just adults. It's open to, we have families with kids that play. Yeah. So, and that, and that's a nice, nice thing. And it's a real casual environment. I mean, it's, it's competitive, but in a fun way. So new people are definitely encouraged to attend. And, uh, we have a website, power to the pinball.com. And, uh, you can email us at ccpl at power to the pinball.com. And, uh, yeah, we try to, everybody's welcome. The only thing is, you know, we are private homes. So it's, it's nice that there's you know, some sort of vetting going on. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, everybody comes out and it's super nice and they're very respectful of the homes and the machines. And it's been a really good experience for me. Yeah, well. yeah, and if you're new, if you're new to the hobby or new to uh, collecting pinball or, or just new to league play, it's also a great way to network and meet people who are looking to move games, you know, because we all only have so much room. And after a period of time, you know, everybody's looking to move a game down to someone new. In fact, that's how I know Chris uh, Bannister got started in the hobby was having Eric as a neighbor. And then he bought his first game from Eric, and that kind of bought his first game from me. Oh, that's right, he bought it from you, Black the Black Knight 2000. That's right, that was from you, huh? And that's coming something. back here, right? Yep. So I can't wait. Yep. Coming, coming back to League Night at Adam's house. Cool. Uh, now, okay, so you've got your league started, and you're running your league. We've kind of covered that, uh, and, but I mean, you're open. You could do it once a month. You could do it every other right. week. You could do it weekly if you really want to go crazy. In terms of the IPA, there's no real distinction between. Um, submitting the league and submitting a tournament. The only real difference is leagues are meant to be a somewhat of a member-oriented um, collection of people. <clears throat> so that's that's actually the only real difference. So it's not like you have one single event that you have to put on the calendar FBA and play that event and submit results. You know, your format could cover you know a couple months, a month. You know, it doesn't really matter. So if you have a creative idea, some people have had creative ideas. Um, you know, you can go ahead and start something up. Cool. And in, in between leagues, you guys I know also both just hosted tournaments, like on a Saturday afternoon. I know Adam, you've hosted tournaments around Christmas time to raise uh, money and get food for a local homeless shelter. That was a lot of fun, and we ate a lot of tamales. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that's a fun one. I know Michael, you you a while back hosted a a pin golf tournament, yep. and uh, you're getting ready to host a pin bowling tournament. Can you tell us a little bit about how those oh, yeah. work. On uh, April 23rd, I'm having a pin bowling tournament, which is it's kind of like a new format that's coming up. It's kind of like pin golf, um, except we play three balls on the machine instead of five balls. So time wise, it's going to be good, and it has bowling scoring. Which is kind of interesting. So if you get a target score on a machine on your first ball, you get a strike, and uh, if you get a, the target score on your second ball, you get a spare. And if you reach a target score or a percentage of that target score on your third ball, you either get a ping count. Like so, let's say you get fifty percent of the target score, you'll get five pings. And so it should be fun. Hopefully, it goes a little quicker than ping golf because in the past, ping golf has kind of taken a long time. So one thing we try to do with our tournaments is keep the time relatively short, just because you know we don't have a we don't have a big population of 
players in the area, you know, compared to like San Francisco or New York. Um, so people don't want to come. People don't want to drive to Fulton, for example, and spend eight hours there playing pinball. So we try to keep it around four or five hours. But I'm excited for that. April 23rd in the Fulton area, if anybody wants to play around the area. All of the tournaments I do are public. So if they're on the IFPA calendar, my address is there and uh, anybody's welcome. All ages, right? Yep. I don't yeah. have a problem. Anybody, people like pinball, whether they're... We always say it's adult-oriented, but if you're, if a child wants to join yeah. or uh, a kid, uh, usually they come with their parents and if the parent's okay with it, then it's all right. Right. We're not a babysitting service. Don't just yeah, drop yeah, off your kids and say, see you in five hours. Yeah. But yeah, it's good for families. And, it's, and, and, and so it's a real, you know, having played in the league, I play, you know, in Lodi League, which is funny because I live 15 minutes from Michael and I live an hour from Adam. But, uh, I have, uh, prior engagements Tuesday nights when, when, uh, Michael hosts his league nights. So we make it, uh, my wife and I play together in Adam's. But we play tournaments at your house whenever we can yep. too. So, and I do um, want to say, if anybody wants to drop their kid off, I will be happy to charge an hourly rate to <laughs> have your kid in my house playing pinball. I, I'm sure that could be arranged. <laughs> there you go. So, how does the point system work? I mean, I've been playing in the league for over two years, and I'm still a little fuzzy on it. For IFPA. For IFPA. So, with IFPA, how they actually calculate the. Um, the Whoppers, they're called Whoppers. I don't actually know what it stands for. WPPR. Um, I don't know exactly how they calculate the points, but it's um, it's some voodoo of who is playing in the event and their rating as a player in the IFPA um, and the format that you play. So if you have formats that have more games and more players, obviously the points that you get are going to be higher because their formula for how many games were played and how many people there are there and what their ratings are, that's going to just grade out to one point. Um, so as an example, our last season in Folsom, which Adam won. Congratulations, Adam. Congratulations, Adam. Again, he won. <laughs> um, he got, I think, 12 IFPA, or he got 12 Whoppers for that. Yeah. Well, so examples, like during, so say during league season, like this year or this season, um, I finished in fifth place. So the better you place at the end of a season, the more points you get. Right. And you can, and once you uh, start playing in a league or playing any tournaments, you can go to the IFPA website. You can sign up. It's free. And uh, you can even add a photo if you want. And it'll start, it'll start tracking your numbers because yep. those are entered into their database. And uh, you can see how you do not only worldwide against other people but also in your state for example we're in california right now i'm not sure what your number is i just looked this morning i'm uh much lower than i was a year ago i'm, I'm in the low 200s i think i was like 233 or something Let's in talk the about state. Adam's number. adam adam is number 33 in the state right now adam's a pretty good competitive player you play in a lot of you play in both sides of the league you yeah. play in a lot of tournaments you just played in the tournament at, in, at, uh, at uh, Arcade Expo. I did. You actually, did not play at an Expo. Okay. But he is a former Classics yeah. B champion at uh, Indisc. Indisc, right, right. You won that last year. Yep. So, And uh, I play a lot of pinball with Adam. He's an amazingly good player. 
We were actually playing in another friend's house last night till what about midnight? Yeah. So um, that was another that was another good party. So okay, so you got it. Let me just add, yeah, everybody yeah. who plays in our league does get submitted to IFPA. Um, so at the end of the season, they do become an internationally ranked football player, which is a nice thing for people at parties. <laughs> it's a great icebreaker. It is yeah, a great icebreaker. So yeah. you can impress all those ladies by telling them <laughs> you're internationally ranked in football. It's worked for Adam multiple times. Yeah. There you go. It works a lot. Okay, so we've, we've covered the basics of you know how to get started, uh, IFPA. You can go and check out uh, the website again at uh, powertothepinball.com. And uh, if you're interested in starting a league, so yeah, and there's leagues, lots of places. So if you know you're listening to this in Wisconsin, I'm sure there's a league in Wisconsin. But just look it up. If you go to the IFPA, there's a calendar, and you can find leagues and tournaments that are local to you. And, and there are men's and women's only leagues. So if you're a you know a woman and you're just you know not comfortable being around a bunch of sweaty guys eating eating uh, burritos and drinking beer and sodas. You know, there are women's only leagues and they're more and more forming every day in a lot of the, uh, areas where there's pinball available on public play and even in people's homes. So that is available out there. And if, if there's not one in your area, look at, you know, uh, pulling together a few friends and starting one. Yeah. Email me, ccpl at powertothepinball.com and uh, I can help you get started. Unfortunately, there's a, there's not a full 50 state representation at the national championships for the u.s right now i think there's high 30s um so there are states that have no representation in the ifba right now so if you're i don't know which states those are but maybe there's one in alaska if you live in alaska and you're listening to spencer's wonderful podcast get some pinball machines and you can start a league and you can go to nationals for alaska there you go there you go um you hosted the california state championships didn't you didn't you this year michael I did. So, how, how was the turnout on that? Pretty cool. It was very cool. Unfortunately, I didn't qualify to play, um, but it was very interesting having some of the top-ranked people in the state come to my house and play. Especially um, the Bay Area is well represented. It was very interesting, very intimidating. But you know, I worked hard to make sure all the machines were, you know, up to snuff for yeah. that level of competition, and uh, it went pretty smoothly. And I hope everybody who played had a good time. It should be important to note, too, that if you're going to start and, and or host a league night or a tournament, always have, you know, have a big enough collection to do it. Pool with a couple of friends or neighbors or whatever who have pinball machines or find a good good location place. You want a minimum of four, and it's always good to have a backup because um, games especially go games go down all the time. And uh, sometimes it can be a quick fix of five minutes. I know last league night Thursday we had a couple have minor glitches, but... You guys popped the hoods, got them going in about four or five minutes, and everything was everything was fine. It happens, man. That's pinball. Pinball machines are weird little, you know, mechanical machines, and they and they can be, you know, wonky. And they, you know, when you when you don't need them to, is when they have issues. Um, so for our there, league, the minimum is four, but really, you, you just use what you have. I mean, if, if you don't have four machines, you don't necessarily need four machines. It's if your focus is to have fun playing pinball. And playing competitively, competitively with other people, you know, there's, you just kind of come up with a format that fits what you have. Okay. Um, so know. if you had two machines and you had eight people in your group or seven, you could play. You can. And then, and then you could go to another friend's the next time sure. and play their two machines. 
So, yeah. or whatever. So, so you don't have to have four or more, but it helps. Yeah. That's where the flexibility in the format comes in. It's really, okay. um, especially from, if you're going to be IFBA sanctioned, they don't dictate those types of things. It's, um, it's more about just getting people out there, yeah. getting people yeah. out there, playing pinball, meeting other people, having exactly. a good time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you know, if you have 10 modern stern machines, then you can have a league that just has 10 modern stern machines. In it. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. But if you have 10 modern stir machines and you live in the Northern California area, please call us because we want to come over and play those. <laughs> and and then you should also get out and find an early solid state or an EM because those are really awesome too. So give it, try to give every you know try to give every every era of pinball a chance because it, it, each era offers something unique yeah. and special. Before league started, I was strictly a modern machine player. That's all I had. That's all I owned. That's all I played. I mean, I had some System 11, but they're still pretty modern in terms of rules and everything. Uh, League really got me looking at the early solid states and the EM machines where I didn't have any want or need to, to even try those machines. So they're some of my favorites now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know both of you have very varied collections. You have some of the most modern games out there, uh, with made within the last year or two. And you have, you know, all the way back, both of you have EMs from the 70s and, uh, you know, late 70s, early 80s solid states and, 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 you know, mid late 80s games. You both have a nice well-rounded collection of, uh, and so it's really neat because you can play something, you know, and it's always cool to see somebody play a game that they've never seen or played before and, uh, find an attachment to it. Um, that's, that's really part of the magic and the fun of pinball and, uh, getting to go to people's homes and, sh and sharing their collections. Um, it's definitely interesting to see people come in and when they're new, they kind of do a little better at the more modern games that they might be used to playing. Um, and then if they keep playing in our league, because we have all eras, you can see them grow their skills and become more proficient at the older game. You know, start understanding more how to play an EM or an early style state. And uh, they kind of become a more well-rounded player, I think. Cool, cool. Any other tips uh, for anybody wanting to start a league or host a tournament? That's, that could be uh, tips. <laughs> um, you have to have the mentality to do it. And I would say the mentality needs to be calm. And if you have, you know, more than a couple friends that you're hosting, you know, you really need to make sure that you are developing something that you want to do. So if you want to host a league night, for example, you need to figure out what you want that to be. If you want it to be like super competitive, you know, then you need to kind of come up with a format that makes it competitive. If you want it to be more laid back and you want to have you know new people coming in and if you want to meet new people and you want it to be inviting, um, you kind of need to figure that out at the onset so you're not doing things that discourage those types of people from coming in. Um, because, because this is the nature of pinball and because the IPA doesn't dictate what the formats are, it's really up to you to figure out what you want to do. Right, right. So our focus is bringing new people in, you know, welcoming atmosphere, being inviting. Um, it's very different than some of the, you know, San Francisco leagues where it's very, very competitive. Extremely competitive. Right. Well, I know like in ours, you know, um, like our standard league night is five bucks to play. And, um, and then the host, uh, provides food, pizza or wiener schnitzel, chili dogs, 
or uh, some other street good tacos. stuff. Street tacos. The street tacos the last couple of weeks have been awesome, by the way. Um, yeah, so they bring food, and then you can bring your own drinks, sodas. Um, you can have a no-alcohol policy. Like uh, my wife and I, because we have a lot of kids here, um, we always make sure and bring soda pop and water because there's always kids. And then, like, uh, and we do that. And then what what happens with the money? The money goes for the end of the season, right, for the trophies and well, like that? the money goes for food. First Pays for the food, right. Uh, and then it kind of evens out to wherever – wherever you want the money to go to. So some leagues, they pool the money and they give it to the hosts. Okay. Um, some, like ours, they we pool for winners of the finals. Um, they also, there's administrative costs involved right. for running the website and that kind of stuff. That, that has some money going to it. Um, yeah. So nobody's doing this to make money. What no. the, the little five bucks? You know I mean, you know, look, average league night lasts about two hours. So you get fed, you get to meet cool new people, you you get to make a new friend, and you get to play pinball. And uh, so it basically, just it covered the cost, the administrative costs, the food, the trophies, and the twenty, thirty bucks you might win with the trophy if you place in the top three in the in the, uh, in that division, like the A division. Uh, okay, cool, cool. All right, all good stuff. Um, so, did you guys have anything else you just wanted to add? Anything, you know, any leak or ideas or uh, uh, any tips again? Any other ideas for people? You know, I'll just reiterate that depending on what you want to get out of a league, you don't have to host it at a private home. Right. There's a location nearby. A bowling alley, a yeah, bar, whatever. a pizza place. You know, talk to the owners there. Talk to the operators of the machines. Um, tell them that you want to start a league there. You know, see if you can get something going. It's if there's pinball machines around, you can set something up. There's not really any restrictions on having to have them in your home. Cool. Location pinball's fun. You know, it's it's a little bit more out of your control because you might not have the keys to fix that balls or, or whatever. But it's better to play than not to play. Right, or turn off the extra ball features or something yeah. like that. So, okay, cool. All right. Um, well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and so much for, for hosting league nights and hosting tournaments. And, uh, and, and you guys do a lot for, uh, pinball. Want to give a quick shout out. Uh, if you're in Northern California or even in the West Coast or anywhere in America or the world and you're going to be in Northern California, our big local show, Pinagogo, is coming up May 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Dixon Fairgrounds in Dixon, California. And that is org, I believe. Yes, pinagogo.org. Uh, the Capital Corridor Pinball League's website, uh, once again, is powertothepinball.com. International Flipper Pinball Association, or the IFPA, is ifpapinball.com. And if you want to reach out to me and uh, give me some feedback, tell me you like the show, you hated the show, uh, you want to be on the show, uh, that's uh, The Spinner is Lit at gmail.com. Thank you again to Adam Pressler and Michael Hozier from the Capital Corridor Pinball League. We'll see you down the road. Play pinball. Keep America strong.